It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Uh, you're listening to Breakfast with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Don't forget, you can watch the show live. We're streaming right now on YouTube and on Twitter. Coming up, Prince William has condemned the BBC for the way it secured its famous 1995 Panorama interview with his mother, Diana. These failings, identified by investigative journalists, not only let my mother down and my family down, they let the public down too. The Duke also blamed BBC bosses for the harm done to his mother and called for the documentary never to be aired again. Prince Harry has also spoken out about his concern. We'll be discussing that throughout the show. Meanwhile, after 11 days of violence, a ceasefire between Israel and Palestinian militant group Hamas has come into effect. And uh, the Cecil Rhodes statue is to remain at Oriel College, Oxford, as it's too costly to take down. This comes despite a decision to remove it over claims it glorifies colonialism. Uh, 6.34 is the time. This is Talk Radio. Julia Hartley Brewer at breakfast on Talk Radio. To you. Uh, thank you very much indeed for your company. Um, I have to say, extraordinary events in the last 24 hours regarding the BBC and that, well, probably, let's face it, one of the most famous interviews in British history, the interview between uh, Martin Bashir of Panorama on the BBC and Diana, Princess of Wales. Of course, already separated from her her then uh, her husband, uh, Prince Charles, but it was a devastating interview. It led inevitably to the divorce uh, that uh, some would appear, including her sons, William and Harry, believe led inevitably uh, to her death that fateful night in Paris in 1997, being chased by paparazzi down the street. Well, uh, we're going to be talking about the impact of this, not just for the royal family, but also for the future of the BBC, the level of trust in the BBC, what went wrong, what, why... If at all, you may disagree. It matters still all these 26 years later. We're also going to be talking about that ceasefire agreed and now coming into force uh, between uh, Israel and Palestine uh, over Gaza and the promise of uh, aid uh, for the people of Gaza from the American president. And we're going to be talking more about that vaccine pass. But oh, sorry, no, that's not what it is. It's an NHS app, isn't it? So you can show uh, just simply your your vaccination status. But it's been expanded massively. Huge, huge, huge uh, privacy issues. 
ish issues. It's an ID card by any other name to all intents and purposes. We're going to be talking to a campaigner on these issues for many a year, uh, the Tory MP David Davis. Also going to talk to Douglas Murray uh, about the Cecil Rhodes statue and get his thoughts also on what's happened with BBC and Diana. And we'll talk to the Justice Secretary, Robert Buckland. All that coming up on a packed show. I'm delighted to say joining me all this morning is comedian Dave Chawner to discuss all those big stories. Good morning to you, Dave. Good morning. Absolutely lovely to hear that voice, as always. Um, now, I have to say, um, the the statement that was put out by Prince William yesterday in the wake of this Lord Dyson report, 127 pages report, absolutely damning. I mean, just absolutely, unremittingly damning uh, of, of, of the BBC, not only of Martin Bashir, but also damning uh, of the uh, way that the BBC uh, handled it. And a report referring to deceitful Bashir uh, using fake bank statements to gain access to Diana, basically showed them to uh, her brother Earl Spencer when he introduced um playing on her fears to spin a web of lies uh, to trick her into being interviewed back in November 1995. Um, the Dyson report said that the dishonest tactics used by Martin Bashir had seriously breached BBC editorial guidelines. But almost more damning than that, because that's just one rogue reporter, although perhaps many others uh, working on Panorama had a clue what was going on. It's the fact that when these issues were raised a year later, Mail on Sunday had a report on this, um, there was an investigation at BBC and there was a cynical cover-up, a woefully ineffective attempt to investigate complaints by the former BBC chief, Lord Hall. Um, what, what do you make of all of this? How significant do you think this is? Well, I think, firstly, I'm pleased that it only took uh, a quarter of a century to sort this out, because I think if it had taken a long time, then, you know, (laughs) God knows where we'd be. Yes, it's important to deal with these things quickly, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. Preferably in the same, you know, century. But like, who knows? You know, I I think this is significant. And I think especially in light of stuff that has happened to the BBC before in the past that has been covered up, alluding to numerous sort of things, I think. Oh, and Jimmy Savile is the obvious one. As soon as we yeah, talk about this yesterday, it. I mean that's the key thing. Is that again and again when there's wrongdoing, we keep seeing examples at the top BBC, you know, top brass, and would rather cover it up than expose it. I mean this just goes against every sort of principle of that the BBC is supposed to stand for. Yeah, well, that that is the thing. And genuinely, I know it's not. Uh... What's the word? Fashionable nowadays, but I, I really love the idea of the BBC, and I really feel like let down. And actually, you know, someone like Prince William coming out and saying he majorly feels let down by the. I mean, it was a scathing interview. You yeah. could see he was passionate. He was mm. angry. I mean, this is royal speak yeah. for lads. What have you done? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it goes further than that. Well, look. Let's. Uh, we, we'll after seven o'clock. We'll play the the statement by William in full. I mean, it, there's also a, a written statement from Prince Harry. Um, but let's have a listen to some of the crucial parts of uh, the statement that was given by Prince William about 10 o'clock last night. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. It is welcome that the BBC accepts Lord Dyson's findings in full, which are extremely concerning. That BBC employees lied and used fake documents to obtain the interview with my mother, made lurid and false claims about the royal family, which played on her fears and fueled paranoia, displayed woeful incompetence when investigating complaints and concerns about the programme and were evasive in their reporting to the media and covered up what they knew from their internal investigation. It is my view that the deceitful way the interview was obtained substantially influenced what my mother said. The interview was a major contribution to making my parents' relationship worse 
and has since hurt countless others. It brings indescribable sadness to know that the BBC's failures contributed significantly to her fear, paranoia and isolation that I remember from those final years with her. Now, that is just a, a, an excerpt from it. It, it. it does go on, and we will play more of that a little bit later. But, Dave, I mean, that is so damning. And, and again, look, there's, there's, there is one thing, if, if one reporter acts in that way against uh, all, the, you know, all the rules and guidelines, and, and again, it's not just the BBC that's supposed to operate by these guidelines. I mean, these are guidelines for anybody in any area of life, in journalism and everything else included, not lying and cheating and deceiving people uh, to, to, to get, basically, to get a job, which, you know, he, this, is, this has made him a multimillionaire, hasn't it, having uh, been the man who got that exclusive with Diana. It's one of the most you know, it's award-winning, most important interviews in in our history um and 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 yet it's it's the cover-up that is really the most damning now papers today are absolutely full as of course was lord dyson's report 127 pages of it of the many opportunities that bbc had to come clean it's quite obvious that they they knew perfectly well what had happened but they won a lot of awards for it and a lot of uh, kudos for it and there was they were darn well not going to talk about it. There's one quote at one point where, where a senior BBC person says, look, uh, this is going to this this is all going to die with Diana unless Earl Spencer speaks out. We're all right. Trouble for them is Earl Spencer did speak out. I think this this could be like lighting the touch paper and seeing what happens after this could be really interesting because, yes, they've handed back the BAFTA, but it's going to see yeah. what damage has been left to be done. That isn't the end of it. No. Well, you said a few minutes ago you know, I, that you love the idea of the BBC, but isn't that the problem? And I have to say, again, I know there's a lot of like just you know, people just go straight into their camps. and Oh, I hate the BBC. We should defund it and, and people who love it. Um, I, I'm very much in sort of two camps. I think the world has changed. Um, but I, I but I think there is still a role for the BBC. I don't think people should be perhaps expected to fund it, you know, through criminal charges and facing going to jail if you don't buy pay the fine for not uh, uh, buying your license um, because you don't you don't get that if you if you, you know you don't pay your Netflix account for instance. Um, but I, I I think there is a role, but but it's the BBC can only have that role if they live up to the higher standards. Now, we, we've got repeated examples of when they haven't. And the BBC might say, oh, well, these are just one-offs. Well, they're clearly not, because when it, when it really matters, they absolutely don't seem to care about their standards. Uh, I mean, there'll be some, you know, even the attempts like in, in with Jimmy Savile of Newsnight reporters trying to expose what was going on, that was sat on, and those reporters effectively lost their jobs, were totally sidelined by the BBC for trying to do their job as reporters. So... Um, it seems to me that the BBC is no longer the idea that lots of people have of it, in which case does it still have a role? And I think that these things that are coming out that were historic, I think it's also important to say, where are we now? Have things institutionally changed now in the past 26 years or are we still in the same place? And I think, you know, the only people that know those answers are behind closed doors. Yeah, that's the trouble. I mean, the new director general, uh, Tim Davey, I mean, you know, who'd want to be in his shoes? But, you know, he was yeah. he was nowhere near the BBC. He's not one of the people who sort of worked his way up the echelons. He was, you know, imposed on the BBC. So, you know, he's not he's not associated with this. Um, but of course, I mean, there are implications. Earl Spencer said quite clearly he wants Scotland Yard to launch a criminal investigation um, and that, you know, the, the repercussions of this. And it's quite clear also from what William was saying and uh, Harry's uh, Harry's statement as well, that to a certain extent that, you know, the 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 pattern that was started with uh, this interview led inevitably to the divorce, led inevitably to all the bad feeling, led inevitably to her, you know, being with Dodie Fired in Paris that night, being chased by the paparazzi, the behaviour of, of, of the media generally. Um, 
and Earl Spencer as well, this idea that somehow this interview led inevitably to her death. Now, I'm not entirely sure that it did, that that is that clear. But also, I do think everyone needs to accept the fact that, look, she was a very paranoid woman. She was very unhappy. But surely a lot of that was down to the fact that her husband was having a long term affair with another woman and everyone was telling her she was crazy. I think the correct modern term is gaslighting her and that she was she was worried that and paranoid that courtiers were briefing against her. Well, well, they were. I mean, we, we, we know they were. Numerous journalists at that time were, were getting those briefings. So um, to a certain extent, you know, she was right to be paranoid. She you know, what Martin Bashir did is he fed, he fed into that more and used that paranoia. But her paranoia was completely justified. And, and this is yet again, I, I like I don't want to offend anyone, but I, I'm not a royalist. And when I sort of you see the way that they were treated, I just think mm. what a year as well that yeah. the royals have had. Poor old Prince Philip mm. has just like Harry and Meghan. That's all going on. I, I just do not envy them this oh, at all. Oh, never would. I mean, but, but to a certain extent, you could argue that what's happened with Harry and his falling out with William and, and leaving the country and the statements that he's made. And the end, this has been very damaging for the royal family in lots of yeah. ways, although some would say it's shored up a lot of support for the royal family in lots of ways. But but to a certain extent, this is an inevitable consequence. I mean, families, the, the ripples, I mean, Prince William talks about the ripples, the ripples of people's actions from you know, decades ago, even before this interview, are being played out right now in this family. But of course, this family being not just an ordinary family, they're a family who are constantly in the newspapers and on our television screens and, and play a, a, a constitutional role. A huge role. And, you know, I genuinely, when I first saw that, you know, Prince William had written that notification cable for my phone saying Prince William mm. feels that he's been left down by his family, I genuinely instantly thought, oh, that's Harry again. Uh, and it, it's kind of it just shows you how much turbulence actually perhaps does this explain the actions that mm. Harry is going to at the moment yeah indeed well, he's also done the interview because God forbid we, we couldn't have a few more moments without him uh, Prince Harry <laughs> part of his uh, Apple TV series The Me You Can't See I mean really is there any we can't see speaking to Oprah Winfrey he's uh, talked about how he turned to drink and drugs uh, to mask the pain of mum Diana's death he said I was willing to drink I was willing to take drugs I was willing to try and do the things that made me feel less like I was feeling and he talked about his mother's funeral and said, for me, the thing I remember the most was the sound of the horse's hooves going along the mall. It was like I was outside my body and just walking along, doing what was expected of me, showing one-tenth of the emotion that everybody else was showing. This was my mum. You've never even met her. I'd say that was my thought the whole time when I was I was covering mm. that as a journalist at the time. I am that old. Um, was there all these people weeping and wailing and, and, and prostrating themselves? It's like, how dare you do that when this woman's young son is uh, is, is showing so much more dignity? You, as you say, you didn't even The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.